So, hey everybody, and welcome to this week's show, second of our Christmas episodes, the Die Hard episode should go up pretty soon, so it's Ed and James, and we're going to watch the movie that people voted for on Twitter, just edging out Home Alone 2, it was very, very close, Home Alone 2 got 32% of the vote, Home Alone 3 got 34% of the vote, so it was really close. close, but it is a Christmas movie. Don't let anybody tell you different. Set at Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. It's also by Shane Black, so therefore it automatically has to be a Christmas movie. I do remember being in the cinema watching this for the first time and thinking, what the hell, I'm blue, da da dee da da dow. It's the <laughs> intro to Iron Man, where the hell's the ACDC? Uh, it's, it's 1999. True. I like the fact that they sort of retroed this bit in because it's obviously linked back to the first Iron Man film. I can't remember all that junk that they used to wear back in the late 90s. Not me. I'm far too young for any of that. And I just like the fact that his badge says, you know who I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's confidence, isn't there? Sometimes when you're pretending stuff, you think he deserves some of the beatdowns he gets. Oh, he's a complete. Yeah, he is a tool. There's no danger about that. But he, he, you can remember this is he is redemptive. He does realise that he makes mistakes. I think part of it's because he's so intelligent that he gets bored. And because he's bored, oh, he enjoys that. winding I really everybody up. Just know that. Being so intelligent <laughs> <laughs> I 
a bit late. <laughs> yeah, I love he's going for his uh, Vincent Vega look. <laughs> Poor picture was up five years earlier, buddy. Bit of a major glitch. I suppose depends what you're going to use it for. Very, very true. So loosely based on Extremis. Have you ever read Extremis? So, premise of Extremis, if that's not too much of a rhyme. Christmas movie. There exactly. you go. <laughs> You've got a Christmas tree up. So in Extremis, what happens is, is there's this serum that's created. Maya Hansen and it enhances people to superhuman levels and Iron Man gets into a fight with somebody who's got extremis basically gets his ass handed to him big time um, even though he's in a full powered suit and he's so badly injured that he says because of extremis, he gets injected with an extremis to, to help heal him. But what happens instead is he, it, it affects people in different ways, so they get different types of variants. And with him, what happens is he becomes merged with technology. So, this, it's almost like a. You remember in Iron Man 1 where he had that all in bomb and body suit? Basically, the suit creates, well, Extremis creates this thing in his bones, so it hollows his bones out and fills with this material so it can cover his flesh and then it can enable him to summon suits 
to his own will. But he can do all sorts of different things. Basically, he can telepathically control all types of technology from satellites to all sorts of different sorts of stuff. But what it means is rather than being slow and cumbersome, he moves naturally quick because of this because of Extremis, because he's in complete control. He's like man and machine in totally as one. It's a really interesting read. And it's the first time they bring the triangle shape yeah. arc reactor into it. I think about Ben Kingsley, he's so menacing. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you just have to watch um, Sexy Beast, don't you? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Iron Patriot. <clears throat> <laughs> you got a suit with rockets on it. I don't think anything could be more aggressive than that. I still think that's probably one of the cleverest things that a director's introduced is the fact that 
rather than demask him like you end up doing in a load of other superhero films, show him inside the helmet instead. Yeah. So you still get to see Robert Downey Jr.'s face, but it's not the cost. <laughs> Wicked. <laughs> it's nothing like keeping a uh, happy workforce by Happy Hogan. It's Mike from Neighbours. <laughs> Didn't he have a time machine too? He did. But one wicked thing, he's got rid of all them tats that he used to have to write on himself. Yes, he remembered what he was. <laughs> that must be one of the benefits of extremis. <laughs> memory's recovered. Uh, maybe it's to do with his uh, ancestor who was in the LAPD. Uh, uh, I believe his name was Exley. Edmund Exley. Hey, wait, that's Chase from 24. His hands grow back. <laughs> and he looks really, really old. It's very nice tech. But you can buy it from Macklin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just probably wouldn't work quite as well. No, or at all. The only original version of this is Shane Black had uh, written a, quite a darker version where he wanted them to have an affair and basically Killian released a sex tape. Of course that idea got nixed when he realised that it couldn't be an 18. I think Drew Goddard said to him, look man we can't, can't say the F-bomb every five, why not? Because this is like a 12 or like a PG-13. Is that the forehead of security? <laughs> it's a bit of a shame because really in truth I mean if it had come out a few years later it could have been the first Deadpool 18 mm. 
guys just get a tease that you know there's more suits. Because this, the head, the front where they use the headquarters is that of um, um, oh, what do you call them? The guys who did uh, Gears of War originally. Oh, Epic. Yeah, Epic Games. This is their headquarters.
Ouch. Burn. That'd be really trippy for anybody <laughs> to remember it if an Iron Man suit just appeared. It would. <laughs> sat down is uh, right next to Robert Downey Jr's hand print and signature <laughs> Someone's face up glowing, wouldn't you? Oh, yes. How you doing, buddy? Got by yourself, little date 
Ow. Very cool. Yeah. Must hurt a bit there. Most your limbs blown up. <laughs> Downton Abbey. Oh, this is the guy. It's amazing. The guy crushes him. He happens to be like one of the worst actors ever. <laughs>
Let's see what is quite scary about this sort of thing when you look at it. You can see how, even though it's comic book and obviously years and years advanced technology, yeah. how it will pave the way for this technology to actually be created. Oh, yeah. It's like a lot of films that do predict it. I mean, it's like Star Trek, isn't it, with mobile phones? Yeah. And iPads and all that type of stuff. And the way technology's moving further forward. I mean, in a way, if you look at that, it does look a lot like the Microsoft... Um, I can't remember what it's called now. I know the one you mean, the sort of... It's like the holographic tech yeah. thing that, yeah, Hololens. Hololens, that's you it. Put the glasses yeah. on and it creates it in front of you. <laughs> Are we still at Ding Dong? We're supposed to be on portal. Security locked up. Come on, I threatened a terrorist with that. There's only so much I can do, sir, when you give the world's press your home address. Right there's fine.
big TV. Just a big wall. Hell of a shot, but it's not very often you see death by piano, is there? <laughs> Except in zombie land. <laughs>
think he's going to hear you, love. Coastal erosion. It's a total nightmare. <laughs> uh oh. That was the bunny. <laughs> oh boy. Just go to the car you just took out and yeah. ask them to borrow a jumper. Garage. 
He gave away a suit, didn't he, Robert Downey Jr.? He was doing some charity work for his one um, charity in the UK to help children. Kid from Real Steel. No, I don't think so. I think this is his film, but he's in Jurassic World. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's in the Nice Guys. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Do you reckon the insurance will pay for that? <laughs> well, he did kind of goad everybody, didn't he? But, uh, I don't know. That's, he's probably not an act of God. I don't think he really needs to worry about it, though. Wealthy as Tony Stark, let's find out.
uh, 12.4 billion is Tony Stark's net worth. He's about 3.2 billion dollars richer than Bruce Wayne. Mind you, in saying that, neither of them are uh, a match for Chitala, the Black Panther, his net worth, um, because of the vibranium deposits in his country, is 90.7 trillion. <laughs> 90.7 trillion dollars. He's almost got as much as me. Uh, well, I was going to say... But according to comics, um, Vibramian costs $10,000 per gram. And Wakanda has vaults, 10,000 tons right. of stuff. So basically, they're like the diamond industry. They've got loads of it, but they just don't release it onto the market very often just to hike up the price. Well, it's just like, yeah, it's just like... Um, <coughs> oil and all that type of stuff. Peter Parker's worth some money now. After doing a body, when he did his body swap stuff with uh, Doctor Octopus, he uh, became very, very um, wealthy, and his business is worth two billion dollars. Next is Moon Knight at two point three billion. <laughs> Professor X three point five billion. Norman Osborn is worth ten. Emma Frost is worth eleven billion. Reed Richards twelve. Kingpin, 40 billion. That's what I like here. Tony Stark, 80 billion. This is screen rant. Victor Von Doom, 100 billion. Black Bolt, 250 billion. I want to be a superhero. Right, as long as you've got a billion pounds in the bank, you're sorted. Yeah. Namor, 260 billion, and then Chitala's number one. Which doesn't really come as a surprise when he's basically the king of the nation and inherits all his wealth. He is a cheeky, cheeky, cheeky little man.
<laughs> I'm going to pause it. Because, really and truthfully, the easiest thing to do is not run a knife. The president knows Mandarin's coming for him. He's seen his power and his capability. Probably the only thing to do is take a risk to set up an ambush of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> See, that man's been in more films <laughs> Well, it's quite frightening, really, isn't it? Because you think about it. <laughs> it's quite incredible, because you think of all the characters he's created as well, how's he... Along with a lot of other talented people, but phenomenal output. But I think it's like 92 now, Stanley. Doesn't look it.
I just think that doing the Mandarin is would have been really, really difficult. Really difficult. But if we were going to do it, it would have made sense that it came from the after effects of Avengers Assemble. So you need something, some form of catalyst. So unless somebody got hold of some kind of weapon that came through, that would have made sense. Yeah. Um, Greatest detective, Tony Stark. Before you build rockets for the Nazis, uh, idealistic Werner von Braun dreamed of space travel. Stargate. Do you know what he said? Our students who want it. The rocket performed perfectly. Is the thing now, isn't it? Where if you look at, like you said, having it have the aftermath of a Avengers Assemble, weapons coming through like that, most of man's advances in technology and ideas always comes from some sort of war, yeah, always comes from conflict or, or, or a necessity. For something. Yeah. So there's plenty of alien technology that's left lying around at the end of the battle. You, you get to see it through all the other, other stuff that's going on. So you'd think that... And plus the fact Tony Stark, having been in combat... Yeah. ...with them, would have picked up extensive data. Because in the comic, Killian's not in it very much. He's quite a minor character. I suppose that's the thing, though, because when you look at quite a lot of even, even comic book ones and general movie from any TV series or book, some of the characters they have to extend them in yeah. the films because obviously you need to pad some of it out and you need to have some way of yeah. making the story have a continuation and a flow.
That's what I don't quite get. How that managed to shut the armor down. I don't think you'd be cold though. <laughs> I think you'd be slightly warm. <laughs> Wisdom of children. Yeah. I am being funny, not being mean to you, Tony Stark, in any way, shape or form. The hoodie and a baseball cap does not make you not noticeable. <laughs> Just like Clark Kent putting glasses on does not make him not look like it's Superman. It's so obviously nothing. Because he's face down in the pool. <laughs> yeah. He's going to drown.
Was a lefty. I was down a right as a just be ambidextrous. you admit to doing things in the street that <laughs> no man should do? Um, well, <laughs> you have to bear in mind he has got a firearm pointed at him. He's been shot at once already. Yeah, but I would get to the point. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't get a bullet in said face. <laughs> Still going down, pal. 
I'm not being funny. That, that's one way to burn a woman. Yeah. Totally. Oh, I remember some of this. But the morning after... Created a monster. Exactly. Well, technically, you can't argue you created at least two. Yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose it, yeah. it's quite funny because that's where Guy Pearce is from. Croydon. <laughs> That's where he was born.
at this moment, the body is trying to decide whether to accept the experience or just give up. And if it gives up, I have to say, detonation is, is quite spectacular. But until that point, it's really just a lot of pain. We haven't even talked salary yet. It's not much different between a visionary and a maniac, really. It's like there's not Send much... a maniac to catch a maniac. And it's not really much like the uh, genius and insanity. Yeah. I still don't understand why the suit's powered down. Unless there's something in the extremis touch that disrupts the power. I suppose it could be like a mini EMP effect. Yeah, but it doesn't run, I know it runs on electricity, but it doesn't run on normal electricity because the art reactor technology is different. Well, particularly the stuff that powers Tony's do, because it's, it's basically a brand new element. See, if I wanted to get in that suit, do you know who I'd call? call? That little kid from Robocop 2. Because, <laughs> I mean, he managed to chop Robocop a pin to pieces. He did. <laughs> Break your body. Supply and demand. New brothers and sisters. <laughs> 
quite look like he trusts him, does no, it? No, he doesn't. Well, well, he's probably realising, they're thinking, oh my god, this guy's a proper psycho. Put down your weapons. A little bit out of my league, dear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's his kung fu teacher. He just then totally with it at all, is he? No.
You can understand why he does it, but it still doesn't excuse it. Ah. What I don't get is we both know that it's, it took Tony Stark ages to learn how to fly in his Iron Man armour, yet everybody else has managed to wear an Iron Man suit of some form has been able to fly straight away whether it's Jeff Bridges, autopilot. Whether it's Jeff Bridges <laughs> in the first film or now just Sabin in this one it's like what? Quality, they can uh, charge it from a 12 volt car battery.
nasty. Whole new man. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. A metaphorically. I suppose the only thing you could do, Dad, maybe it didn't shut down the electronics as such, but I should imagine it's got hydraulics in there. It could have welded them yeah, so that's that they, true. they don't turn. So obviously he was struggling to turn yeah. like anything around. But considering the fact that he's, he's supposed to be able to go, he was going mano a mano with Thor, who's nearly as strong as the Incredible Hulk. Okay. Sir. 
suppose the, the only other thing you could probably only say about that, how did they get the soup to do what they wanted? Because obviously you'd have thought it was getting encrypted as well. Yeah, mind you, AIM did, AIM did the reaper, oh, yeah, which I said earlier in the film, so they had control over it, which makes you wonder why that would explain perhaps how their powers, if they work on a frequency, yeah. would interrupt the technology. I suppose the only thing you've got is you can look at the voice, but if they got that sort of control over it, why didn't they just, why did they have to burn him out of the suit? Well, that's you could have, yeah. could have overridden it. Maybe there's a certain safety protocol yeah. that they weren't aware of. as well because to begin with it's obviously road who's much more useful. <laughs> yeah. Apparently the original cut of this is like three hours and fifteen minutes now. Still shorter than Batman versus Superman. said though, don't get me wrong, I don't mind, if a film's got to be long for story purposes or it adds to the story, that's fine, but sometimes they are just too long for no reason than yeah. to just, you know. I mean, I still remember like Men in Black, 90 minutes. And you wanted more. Yeah. It left you wanting more. You kept thinking, well, what, 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 what? I think that's the thing. I think it's obviously. I think what spoils some films is the fact that you've got great action heroes or great sequences in them. But then you put a lot of filler in between, and it sort of makes the film stagnate because you're thinking, okay, I don't really care about your home life. Yeah. You've just been in a real chaos fight. I've already enjoyed that. I want to see a bit more of that. I don't want it to go dead straight away. Now, obviously, if the family bit adds to it, that's all right. But.
For me, that's one of the only flaws as well. I mean, he's getting up, but his clothes aren't burning. No. Unless they're flame retardant. Yeah, Ha, 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 ha. 
that's definitely like an action game moment, isn't it? Yeah. You can't have it back. I'm the president and I'm keeping it. Exactly. <laughs> Let's just say, if I go into negotiations wearing this, I'll get exactly what I want. So who the hell's going to argue with me now? Ready, sir? What do you need? <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Relax. I got you. Ah! Still get me. Ah! I mean, you can't reach any further and you can't stay there, right? You gotta let it go. You gotta let it go. Yeah, that's a promise you didn't keep. That's kind of splattish. Now his shirt burns off. Yep. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, a bit slapped by the Iron Man suit. <laughs> what are they? <laughs> you really didn't deserve it, Tony. It's a pity. I was so close to having her. Perfect. Oh, you didn't do superhero landing. Oh, wow. Exactly. Super villain landing.
Now, I don't get how she will survive that. Tony Stark is worth that much money because the amount of stuff he destroys <laughs> it would cost him a fortune. Yes, that was extremely violent.
And so, as Christmas morning began, my journey had reached its end. Stark, something pure, something exciting. Then come the mistakes, the compromises. Who would have thought the vice president would want to betray the president? I know. Trevor's living this. <laughs> As promised, I got pepper sorted out, took some tinkering. But then I thought to myself, why stop there? Of course, there are people who say progress is dangerous. But I'll bet none of those idiots ever had to live with a chest full of shrapnel. Well, it's just to wake up when it's all over. I don't know. Mustang more than anything else. That's littering. That's terrible. He's already filled the ocean full of junk and an owlie. It's a little bit unfortunate 
we have quite a few of the Marvel movies. It's just got a couple of inconsistencies where you can't figure out, like we were saying, why certain stuff yeah. didn't happen. Um, but it's a good movie, some good laughs, great action. And obviously, you've got Tony Stark. What, what more do you need to say? Yeah, what are you going to give it, mate? Uh, I'm giving it the same rating as given me on DB, I'm giving it 10, I love it. I think it's the perfect end to the Iron Man trilogy, which, even though Iron Man is my favourite character, is the second best trilogy in the Marvel Universe, because the best trilogy in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the Captain America trilogy. They are the best three films in it, consistently improving. Though you could probably argue the Winter Soldier is still Marvel's best, alongside you know it runs easily alongside Civil War and um, Avengers Assemble. But yeah, I love this film. I've seen it loads and loads and loads of times. Not as much as seen Iron Man One, <laughs> but I've seen it a lot. I think its tongue is firmly in its cheek, but when it wants to be serious, it is, and when it wants to be funny, it is too. So yeah. So, what we'll do is um, put another set of options on Twitter again, ask people to vote, and then we'll see which one comes out on top. So, I was thinking um, on the options would be Batman Returns. Yep. What film do you want to put on that? Mm. So that's the thing. I'd love to see Bad Santa be given another chance. Right. Because I just totally, totally <laughs> find that film so hilarious. So Bad Santa goes on the list. I'll put Gremlins on there. And then we can put one more. Did you want to do Long Kiss Goodnight? Is long it? Kiss Goodnight, right. So those will be the <coughs> options. Those will go on Twitter. People can vote. Um, in fact, I'll set that poll up now. And then hopefully by the time you hear this, Die Hard will be up. And then so will this. Because of course, if you're hearing this, then you know that Die Hard's already been there. Um, so until next time, speak to you again soon. Bye bye. Goodbye.